We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. This thing on. See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rock Pile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder Drew Gear. He likes to get in X's nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bill's Podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Rock Power Report Podcast. I'm your host, Bill's season ticket holder, Drew Gear. That's my producer, Chris Kruger. And it's the bye week. Which means there's not a lot to talk about. There's no preview show to be had. And yet instead, what we're going to do is we're going to take tonight and we're going to answer some fairly important questions for some of our some of our fans, some of our detractors. We're going to put together a walkthrough for you, quantifying the Buffalo Bills improvement and revisiting recent history. Chris, the Bills are four and two. Tied for second place in the AFC as of today. Now, after sobering it up after losing to Tennessee, which obviously I was really raw about, you have to admit it feels pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, I like the spot where that we're in. If anybody had told you that at the start of the season that was our record, and then to see how we got there, and then we went through Kansas City and that we went through some of these other teams, and that our our two losses were Pittsburgh and Tennessee, two teams that may or may not be true contenders at the end of the year. I still don't know how we lost to Pittsburgh. That's just like one of those... 
We didn't play well for 15 minutes in that fourth quarter, offensively or defensively. That's, and that's what, it. There was that, that, and we talked and El special Bar- teams that block punt. Let's not forget that we talked to Artiaga every single week on the AFC's Roundup podcast about this dynamic. Sometimes you just lose 10 minutes of a game, but that's enough. That's it. We lost one half. We won a half. We lost a half. And then we lost, what, eight minutes against the Steelers? But you're 4-2. You'd be hard-pressed to find a fan who isn't excited about that. The Buffalo Bills have gotten off to one of the better starts in recent history. And yet, for casual fans and box score watchers, especially those from outside our fan base and in the national media, you probably won't be surprised to hear that there's still a degree of, I want to call it whataboutism, about our 2021 Buffalo Bills. I mean, I've, I've heard everything. They haven't beaten anybody. That Josh Allen isn't as good as advertised. That they got lucky when they beat the Chiefs. That, uh, that was from Toucan Sam over there on Fox Sport 1. Yeah. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat them, and they suck, so they can't be that good. I mean, my favorite thing to come out of Sunday Night Football this past week, besides Chris Collinsworth actually saying that he didn't realize how much Russell Wilson meant to the Seahawks, is that I found out that there's people who think the Steelers might have the AFC's quote-unquote best win because they beat the Bills on the road. Think about that. Someone is being talked about as having the best win in our conference this year because they beat us at home. How crazy is that? It's nuts. And yet those same people will still find ways to throw shade at our football team. Or the quintessential, you guys started hot last year too, so what? You didn't win a Super Bowl. Same story. Now, out of all the lame shit that I've heard this year, that one actually has some truth to it. 2019, we started 5-1 with a bye week heading into week 7. 2020 started five and two heading into week seven or week eight. 2021 were four and two heading into the bye. Now, Chris, the range of human emotion, I think it's a funny thing. I mean, you can choose to react to things however you'd like. I've experienced the entire range of emotion when it comes to this football team. I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, I get to live it. You've seen me go from zero to 60 in traffic. (laughs) Remember that ill-fated night? Yeah, that was actually, actually, uh, you had the tweet earlier in the week about Gord Downing. We were going to watch that at a bar. Yep, Gord Downing's final show. Threatened somebody in traffic. Threatened him in traffic, maybe. Hey, listen, what about ism? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) All I know is that I don't know, that, that last one, right? This, you know, this last thing where people are like, well, you've had hot starts before. Why is this team different? It really stuck with me. It made me question if it feels, even if it feels different this year, if it looks and it smells better than anything that we've put on the field under Sean McDermott as a head coach throughout the early portion of a, of a season, what is it? that actually makes it true. And can those differences between this Buffalo Bills team and 
the previous playoff teams that came before it be quantified. That set me off down a fucking rabbit hole. And something that hopefully, it brought me to a conclusion that hopefully by the end of this podcast, we'll have successfully explored together. And some of these numbers, especially knowing that they're coming in the back of a high-scoring loss this week, should prove eye-opening to a lot of you. So it's with that that I just I just ask, is everybody ready? Because Chris, I'm about to talk a lot of numbers. Oh, God. We're going to open a fresh beer. As we dive into the first, the, the first kind of measure of these seasons up against each other, I want to look at man games lost and overall team health. Now, a lot of this was cribbed using Football Outsiders adjusted games lost metric, which is where they kind of track, you know, they, they took COVID into account over the last two years. They took injuries, IR, short-term, long-term, and they came up with, here's the adjusted games lost by every team in football. When I look at 2019, right, because that's where all this starts. The 2019 Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen at the helm made the playoffs. And when they did so, you look at the significant injuries that they had. They had defensive tackle Harrison Phillips goes on the IR week three. Uh, Cornerback Teron Johnson lost a big chunk of that season. And uh, safety Mo Alexander, who was kind of a backup special teamer. The Bills' only major injuries in 2019 came to guys who weren't starters, quote-unquote, or guys who were going to be relied on for to be every-down players that you're looking to make plays in big moments. And while a number of these guys were nicked up and caught the occasional questionable designation, the team was relatively healthy, especially through the, throughout the early portion of the season. The adjusted games lost was 646 which was 11th best in the NFL. Fast forward to 2020, significant injuries. Look at the list, Chris. Just scroll down there. Yeah. Read off some of these names. Charlotte COVID opt-out, Cody Ford, IR on week in Week 10. Feliciano missed eight games. Milano missed six. Levi Wallace, four games. Zach Moss missed three. Ended the year on IR. Knox with COVID and with uh, with an injury. It's a lot. It's it's. Do you remember before the Arizona game where we lost our whole tight end room <laughs> because of COVID? Yeah. In that in 2019, our adjusted games loss was 63.1, which was eighth best in the NFL. Now, what's crazier? That Buffalo succeeded back in 2020 with all those injuries and all that lost time to some very key players, or that somehow the league itself was so injury-stricken that despite all of that, we still finished in the top 10. Yeah, because we went on a tear after Arizona. I mean, we missed uh, Milano for some key games, Tennessee and Kansas City. I mean, just to put it in perspective, the Bills in 2020... Our adjusted games loss was 63.1. San Francisco was at 166. And New England, in our own division, had 134 adjusted games lost due to injury or sickness. So fast forward to 2021. Significant injuries. Chris, we haven't fucking had any. Matt Milano missed one game. 
Taiwan Jones was questionable going into this game. I don't even this week. I don't. I don't even remember if he played. I don't think he did. Dawson Knox currently has a broken hand, and yet they're saying he could return sooner than like in a week or two. That'd be crazy. A broken hand. Well, he's got a broken bone in his hand that they were like, "Hey, we can set that real quick. It'll be fine." The Bills have issued just five game day questionable tags all season. And despite our lengthy in-week injury reports, in three of those occasions, the players handed that tag have played. Milano against Kansas City, Starlet against Pittsburgh, you know, or haven't played. That's it. In just two of them, they're out. So it's it's crazy to me that Outside of outside of those guys, this team hasn't had a player with a significant role who has missed time. And while Knox, the injury feels big right now, he could be back relatively soon. So my takeaways on this. I mean, we can all agree that in 2020, the Bills were the most successful that they've been in the early since the early 90s. Since the turn of the century, this was the most successful team we had. A lot of that came behind the growth and maturation of Josh Allen on offense. Gaudy box scores were in vogue. It's almost easy to forget that our team last year might have been one of the most injured I've seen under Sean McDermott, a roster that has been known for its overall health. Now, Chris, do you remember when Sean McDermott stepped in as head coach? I do. The Bills were a wreck in terms of annual injuries, usually in the trenches. Yeah, but we also didn't have that giant facility yet. No, people forget Richie Incognito actually got cut by the Rams midseason and ended up here in Buffalo. He literally threw his helmet at his head coach, then you know, now Chiefs coordinator Steve Spagnolo, during a game and then laughed as he was walking off the field. I remember watching it happen in real time. And two weeks later, he was on the Buffalo Bills roster because they cut him. And the Bills were like, our injury situation is so bad. We hate the look of this, but also we're desperate for bodies. We're so far removed from that right now in terms of what this roster is. It's just, it's crazy to see. I mean, the last season was a testament to the depth that Bean and McDermott worked so hard to cultivate. All the work Terry Pagula and Kim Pagula put into building this healthcare facility for the players. And it's the reason we were able to overcome so many injuries to so many key players. Now, here in 2021, the team is actually just as deep in so many areas, but it hasn't had to test a lot of that depth because the starters across the board have returned. And not only does that leave us on pace to post one of the best adjusted games lost scores under Sean McDermott here in Buffalo. But when you look at the production of both of our offensive and defensive units, the ripple effect of that health, you're seeing it play a direct role in their production. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Now, Chris, 2019, that offense was not good, correct? No, it wasn't. 21st best in the NFL in overall DVOA. I mean, points per play, they were 25th best. (laughs) Average time to throw was 10th best. Passing play percentage was 26th in the league because they were a run-heavy team. They said, look, we're going to play defense. We're not looking at our offense to do a whole lot for us. We just have to get this moving. Let's run the ball. Let's play D, and hopefully things work out for us. 2020, overall DVOA, fifth best. 
points per play, second best in the NFL. I mean, folks, here's the metrics I'm breaking down for offense. I'm going to run them all down for you. Overall DVOA, points per play, yards per pass attempt, average time to throw, passing play percentage, which is a reflection of what percentage of your overall offensive play calling is skewed towards throwing the ball, rushing yards per attempt, and scoring percentage. The number of offensive drives that end in a score. When you look at the jump, right, from 2019 to 2020, the numbers, I mean, we all know, though, right? I don't have to waste everybody's time talking about that. Correct. We all know the numbers shot up. What's interesting is that in 2021, we're sitting here. Last year, overall DVOA fifth best in the NFL. We're 12th. Our points per play is third best in the NFL. Yards per pass attempt is 15th best in the NFL. Doesn't it seem crazy when you think about how Josh Allen was slinging it around on Monday night? Yeah. Average time to throw is only 8th best. So they've regressed in some statistics, which if you're a numbers guy or you're a box score watcher, you can see that, and that gives teams ammunition to cry about, oh, the Bills, it was a ba 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 when you stack these teams up against each other, it's crazy what a jump he made from 2019 to 2021. I mean, there's no easy way to quantify it. I mean, it's 26th best scoring to the first, 22nd in yards per pass attempt to sixth, 25th in points per play to third here in 2021. <laughs> it's Chris, you would think to get those types of numbers, you would have had to either hire a new offensive coordinator or get a new quarterback. It just matured and adapted to the NFL. That offseason growth and how monumental it was, was obviously it's been beaten to death. So I'm not going to waste any more time on this, but when you see it in terms of raw data, it's so absurd that you'd almost think it had to be a typo. Like somebody fat-fingered labeling the chart and mixed up the Bills and the Seahawks, or the Bills and the New Orleans Saints. But looking at all this now, from 2019 to 2020. And then to 2021. And then I think more importantly, for the sake of comparison, 2020 to 2021. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's some nuances that get lost on a lot of people. First of all, do you guys remember the days? And we do, because we're petty sons of bitches. When everybody said that the Bills' high-flying offense in 2020 was a fluke, and that our slow start, I mean, Chris, they called Josh Allen's start this year a slow start. Which is one game. They scored 17 points and 30 points in their first two games. They, they said that there was evidence that we would regress offensively this year. Those are great times to be alive, huh? I still remember what I was doing. There are a gross number of statistical fluctuations here that I think should make people feel pretty damn good about the way the Bills have progressed this season. I mean, first of all, despite our widely reviled red zone struggles, Chris, we, we talked about it yesterday in our Titans game recap that we are one of the league's worst red zone offenses, the Bills are still leading the NFL in drives that end in points at 52.9. That means more than every other drive we score. How crazy is that when you think back to the, the days of Kyle Orton slinging the rock around, pushing a rock uphill trying to get points? Yeah, or punt fests with Cleveland. Duh. Those those games, all the film should be put into an like one of those radioactive like anti radioactive material canisters mm-hmm. and just buried in the Marianas Trench. Fine by me. Consider after watching the Bills be one of the worst offenses in the NFL in 2019, last year's team, the most explosive offense the Bills have had in 20 years, was actually scoring on three percent fewer of its drives than our current team. Even with our warts, in terms of rushing, in terms of the offensive line, in terms of scoring, when the field gets condensed in the red zone, that's pretty incredible. And then, do you guys remember all the hubbub this offseason about rushing efficiency versus increased rushing volume? It led to a lot of colorful debates about drafting a running back in the first round this year. I think you can still make the argument that the Bills would very much benefit as a team by getting some more juice to the rushing attack. The stats back up the idea that this team is not only rushing more efficiently, I mean, currently ranking 13th in the NFL at 4.4 yards per carry after finishing 2020 ranked 19th, 
But then we've also found a way to even out our play calling and at least try to get a little more balance. I, I think it's evidenced by the fact that whereas in 2020, when the Bills were 11th in passing play percentage, throwing the ball on 62% of their total plays, they're now 19th in the NFL at just 57%. Now, Chris, that makes sense. You're still going to throw the ball more than you run it when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, right? Yeah. But when it comes to running the football, if you know your offense isn't good at it, to see the fact that you've gotten more efficient, that your numbers have increased, that's still a victory. Now, some of you, after, especially after the Titans game, could make an argument that throwing less isn't exactly ideal for the Bills, given the less than stellar results. But the fact is that they become more efficient when they do run, specifically when they run with Josh Allen. And at the, t- at the same time, they're mixing in enough of it that it's keeping defenses more honest, playing a direct result in our rising scoring percentages as no one can carve up a defense that's playing on its heels like Josh Allen. Also, despite the poor offensive line play that we've all groaned, bitched, maybe screamed into a pillow in frustration over, Chris, I would never do that, right? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Not only has our rushing efficiency increased on the whole for the season, but despite having shuffled our offensive guards, benched a starter, and plugged in a rookie at right tackle, our offensive line is still providing Josh Allen the eighth best time to throw in the NFL. Now, obviously, some of that is a byproduct of his own ability to extend plays. But the reality is that his talents in that regard, combined with theirs, has once again left us in the upper echelon for time for the passing game to operate, even if it doesn't feel that way when you're watching it on TV. I mean, think about this. Imagine being Miami, knowing that you signed downfield, open field threats. You, you signed Will Fuller. You drafted Jalen Waddle. You extended Devontae Parker. And you're literally in the basement of the NFL for time to throw because your offensive line is terrible. Then imagine you're passing a league-leading 68% of the time. That seems like a recipe for disaster, doesn't it, Chris? Yeah, it does. Disaster. And yet, here's the Buffalo Bills. Just, it's, we've grown in a way that I think a lot of fans overlook. (laughs) And then on the defensive side of the ball. Now this... This might be what, uh, I think it was, uh, what, Daniel Stern in Home Alone called the Silver Tuna? (laughs) That doesn't ring a bell. This is the mother load. The salted rim on the proverbial margarita. Comparing the last three years of Bill's defensive units, this is where things get wild. I don't have to explain to everybody that given... (laughs) Given the offensive numbers I just laid out, the Bills' defense carried our 2019 team to the playoffs, or that they regressed significantly last season in a lot of key areas, and also in terms of the quote-unquote eye test. The fluctuations from 7th best DVOA in 2019 to 12th, and now back up to 1, even after the rough game they had against Tennessee, I think more than underscore that. But the improvements on a lot of key defensive metrics might be the thing that really makes this team so much different from years past. For the defensive statistics, here's what I ran down. Overall DVOA, average points per game allowed, average third down conversions against. 
games opponents scored more fewer than 21 points, blitz percentage, pressure percentage, sack percentage, turnover percentage, and scoring percentage allowed. Chris, it's a lot of numbers, right? Yeah, tons of numbers. So I've cultivated all these things and I've put them together. What stands out to me when I compare 2019 to 2020, there was some clear regression pretty much across the board. I mean, games that we held opponents under 21 points, we had 11 in 2019 compared to 7 in 2020. Uh, Third down conversions against, we went from 15th best to 14th best. We actually improved in that regard. Our blitz percentage, we were the 12th highest in 2019. We jumped up to being the 8th highest in the NFL in 2020. And yet, behind the 8th highest blitz percentage, the Bills were just the 23rd in terms of pressure that you got on the opposing quarterback. Now, Chris, last year's defensive line investments were were a bad deal, right? Yeah, I don't think they gelled. I don't think they had time to gel. With We had no preseason, no OTAs. I think there was a gelling issue. I, I, I don't know. Well, and there's maybe some merit to that. I mean, it's a physical position. The only way you learn how to do it is by putting your hands on people. One of the biggest jumps was the scoring percentage allowed, right? 23.3% of all drives for our opponents in 2019, that defense that went on to lose to Houston, second best in the country, second best in the entire country. 2020, we dropped to 15th in the NFL, allowing almost 40% of all drives to allow in point, finishing points. In 2021, things have been, the script has been flipped in a number of really dynamic ways. I mean, the first item that jumps off the page to me, the Bills currently lead the NFL in percentage of drives that don't end in points. Compared to that 15th place finish in 2020, they were second in the NFL in this regard back in 2019. I mean, but that was a team that had no pop to their offensive attack, right? Yeah. They, they were literally three yards, a cloud of dust, and then hopefully we don't have to punt. <laughs> so it was the whole game every week fell on the defense to suppress score. What's even more impressive about this to me is that they've accomplished this despite already playing two of the most difficult opponents on their schedule in Tennessee and Kansas City. I think, well, what is it? A combined 54 points between the two games? Sounds about right. And yet, we still rule in these metrics. So with that in mind, coupled with the number of divisional games coming up against young and still growing quarterbacks and offensive systems, there's reason to believe that our scoring percentage really can remain in the top three of the NFL for a really significant period of time this season. Right now, our scoring percentage allowed? 25th. 25% were first in the NFL. One out of every four drives that an opponent has ends in any kind of points. That's pretty good. I like those numbers. Right? One of the ways they're managing that is by generating turnovers. Now, that shows up in the box scores, scores too, for anybody who cares to look at it. But I prefer to look at turnover percentage rather than just raw numbers. The 2019 Bills, despite their scoring suppression, were really mediocre in terms of takeaways. 
I mean, 14th best in the NFL with just 12% of every opponent's drive ending with a turnover. That's about one out of 10, which indicates that at that point, while our coverage units were solid, we forced a lot of punts. We didn't get our hands on the ball, which meant we had to play a lot of field position battles, which I think feeds into the fact that our offense didn't score a ton because we ran the ball a lot. Think back to that Pittsburgh game on Sunday Night Football back in 2019 against Duck Hodges. The better quarterback? Better quarterback, but Trey White's interception. He runs it back to like the 20, and we end up running in a touchdown. If he doesn't do that, we probably have to settle for a field goal. <laughs> that's, that's the reality of what that offense was. We improved in that regard in 2020, generally just because we boat raced out in front of teams and made them one-dimensional, which allowed our defensive backs to be more aggressive in attacking the ball in the air and to go for fumbles instead of trying to make a stick tackle and limit yardage. We finished second in the NFL at 15.3 last year in turnover percentage. When you look at the team this year, you can chalk this giant jump up to a number of different factors. I mean, first of all, the youth and inexperience of the quarterbacks we've played, the fact that we've held leads in pretty much every single game this season at the, at the end of the first half, even the games we've lost, our two losses, we were leading at halftime. But since the Steelers game, where the defense got zero turnovers, and Micah Hyde came out and said in his post-game comments, the D not taking the ball away enough was a turning point in the game. The Bills have gone on to post three, three, five, four, and one turnovers, which is fucking absurd. That's a ridiculous pace. Our defense is mauling opposing offenses. And I think that the one that makes this concrete in my mind, Chris, is that number four. Because that came against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, well, mind have you, you, have you seen some of those turnovers Mahomes has been? Well, that's it. I was going to say, mind you, Mahomes has been turning the ball over at a rate that <laughs> we talk about regression to the mean. Yeah, that will inevitably, hopefully, I guess for Kansas City's sake, hopefully that'll regress to the mean. But the reality is, you turn the ball over four times. Yikes! What do you what? What the special teams fumble? Two interceptions. One of them goes for a pick six. Yeah, <laughs> the fumble. The fumble to end the game for Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> when you, it's crazy, right? That they've been able to accomplish this. And it's the reason that the Bills are not only matching last season's turnover percentage in terms of rank in the league, but I think the bigger point to note is that we're second. But instead of 15.3, we're sitting at 20. We're a full 5% ahead of where we were in terms of in, uh, turnovers. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Now, some people will say turnovers are a static thing that can't be predicted. But it's worth noting that not only are our linebackers and safeties playing some of the best football of their entire careers right now, and also that the quarterbacks remaining on our schedule are some of the league's most turnover-prone. It's just, in this way, this pace, 
it's not crazy to think that the Buffalo Bills can keep this up over the course of the rest of the season. This ridiculous pace of turnovers might be something that the Bills can actually sustain, which sounds like lunacy, but the data and the, the data and the trends back it up. So in summary, Chris, the chart might be my piece de resistance. It's a. I, it's not even a chart. It's a graph. It's a full on. It's a chart. It's a graph. It's three different sheets on <laughs> Excel. Like if if you're out there, if you're you know own a business or run a business, and you're having trouble uh, knowing how to use Excel, get at Drew. He'll show you a thing or two. Chris, I found visual ways. Now, like you said, you're not a numbers guy. Look at the bar graph on sheet three. Pull it up. It lays out all of these statistical things in some of what I think are the biggest categories that matter to a football team that's going to win games. Pressure percentage, defensive turnover percentage, defensive scoring percentage, rush yards per attempt, offensive scoring percentage, offensive and defensive DVOA. And I charted the last three years of Bills football in bar graph fashion, all lined up next to each other. Chris, the green is where we are this year. What stands out to you the most? Um, I don't know. I do like the rush yards per attempt. You know, if we're going to have to play Tennessee again in the playoffs, got to be able to stop that run. The uh, And the pressure percentage that I like. All of these are... This this is the NFL rank. How many things do the Bills rank number one in? Right now. Uh one, two, three, four, four. Chris. Is that right? Four. When are you so you're going to put this out for mass consumption so that the rest of Bills Mafia can see this and look at the data I've aggregated and see it in a quantifiable fashion, right? Yeah. I'll probably end up putting this uh in downloadable form that you can find in the description of the show. It would yeah, probably be the, the we'll best bet. Google. For those of you guys who love my charts, you want to see some shit? Go look at this graph that I've put together. It'll it'll shock you in some cases. The 2021 Buffalo Bills are metrically, not just to the eye test, but metrically, hand over fist, better than anything that we've put on the football field under Sean McDermott. That's wild. This is our time. Even, Chris, even after a loss where we allowed 30 points, our defensive metrics are still heads above anybody else in the NFL. We have the tools. We have the talent. We have the numbers that lean our direction. You can quantify the fact that this Bills team is incredibly different from any Bills team Sean McDermott's ever fielded. I can't wait to see what the back half of this looks like when we come off the bye. Ugh. But for tonight, we got to get the hell out of here. I've done enough yelling. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Krueger. And this has been your Rock Power Report. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. 
Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.